Welcome to Graduate Compass, the podcast for graduates who haven't quite figured out what their next step is going to be. Sunita, as a starting point, let's give the people what they want to know. Why did you start off studying and what are you doing now as a career? Are we talking from GCSEs or are we talking from degree well, where we're starting? It might be a long episode if we start from GCSEs. So how will we go straight <laughs> from degree? Okay, so I um, studied um, a BSc with honours in science with education and qualified teacher status. Um, it's a really long title and it just means that I did an undergraduate route to be a science teacher. Um, so instead of doing a PGCE, a PGCE after doing a science degree, I did it a different way. Um, so I had um, three years of pedagogy, which is like learning how to teach children. And then I did like the theory, the theory side, um, pretty much like going through like the, the, the framework, like GCSE level framework and just becoming comfortable with it. And what do you do now as a career? Um I am. Um, I'm going to be starting a um, a fast track NCTJ to be a, a multimedia journalist soon. So a complete change in career. So uh, I'm ignoring the fact that you have the creepy laugh because I wasn't sure if you were talking about your creepy laugh or my creepy laugh. So my creepy. Say, laugh. Oh, your creepy laugh. That's okay. Cause that, <laughs> yeah, because I was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've often been told my my laugh sounds like a dying baby giraffe, so I try not to laugh in the podcast, so not to scare anyone who's listening. Um, but, and, and, <laughs> On top of that, so so you obviously went to to university with that desire to be a teacher, and then somewhere along the line that changed. Where did it change, and how did you end up kind of moving away from that? Um, so I, I did the degree at Sheffield Tottenham, and then in my last year, it was everyone was like practicing to do interviews, like teacher interviews and stuff, like mock interviews, and. Um, <clears throat> And I uh, had a desire that I wanted to go do a master's at Imperial in science um, commun- science communication. Uh, because basically, I, during the course, I kind of found that my strengths were in like writing essays and um, like doing presentations. And so I decided that that was what I was going to go do instead. So um, towards the end, I applied for the master's. Um, I had an entry test to write an article and stuff. And then went to the um, interview and I got a place, thankfully, which I wasn't expecting to get a place, to be honest. <laughs> Partly because <laughs> a lot of the people that I was studied with went to like Russell Group unis, like really top unis and did like pure science degrees. And I was the only one there that w- w- that came from a uni that wasn't maybe in the top 20 or something and um, <clears throat> didn't do a regular science course. I did something a bit different. But I, yeah, I don't regret it. I'm really happy with that, with the route that I went, uh, that I took. And then when I did the the masters, we did a lot of different um, modules. So there was like uh, communicating through writing, through um, doing like do- uh, science documentaries, uh, like practical radio. I did practical radio module and writing for journalism at the end of my last semester and just decided that I really loved it after I had two placements. So I had two placements. One was with um, BBC Digital Planet on the World Service. And the other one was working on BBC The Truth About, um, which is a prime time BBC One like science documentary. Um, and I worked on three of those. So the one was about the immune system. One was about getting fit at home, which is already um, aired last week. And um, 
and a third one that I can't remember off the top of my head. But after that, um, I yeah, so I got to produce a few radio packages for the uh, BBC Digital Planet and just decided that I loved it and I wanted to continue as a career. But before we, we focus on that, but I, I just want to rewind slightly because yeah, your energy yeah. and, and, and your enthusiasm for for, for for media in general, let's say, is it comes across. I know people listening can't see you right now, but you're you're bursting with energy talking about it. What I did notice is that virtually there was no mention of teaching at all in your answer. And I do wonder, like, <laughs> what was your what was your desire to go and study teaching initially then? Because you seem to have kind of forgotten about it quite quickly to move on. So I'm just mm. wondering, was there ever a love of teaching there? So the weird thing is originally I never really wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to go study optometry. I didn't get the grades and optometry is just a cost to be an optician. For those of you who don't know, it's a fancy word. Um, and I used to work at quite a few opticians. I worked at Independence and I worked at Spec Service and I loved it. And I wanted to go do that. And it didn't happen. But at the end, um, I realised that like I had a real strength for communicating and getting things across to people. So I did train to be a teacher and I did enjoy it. And whilst I did the full time masters in the first half of the year, so sort of before lockdown, I was a teacher. So I had to teach three days a week and do the masters three days a week. So I was doing like my newly qualified year and building a teaching portfolio at the same time as doing a full time masters. And um and I loved it. My kids were absolutely just mental, great personalities to work with. And I loved it. But the kind of the, the school politics and stuff weren't really for me. Um, the, I didn't really thrive in the, in the environment that well. So it wasn't that I, that I decided that I didn't want to teach because I didn't like children, <laughs> didn't like children or just, you know, thought, oh, God, I hate this. I would return. I, you know, if push comes to shove, I would return. I just know that my strengths lie elsewhere. It's not that, you know, because I loved working with children. It was amazing. And I wouldn't have changed that experience for the world. But I also know that this is like a real passion and drive of mine is in media. So I want to try and follow it. And if it doesn't work out, then I've always got a great backup. Sunita, so when you were doing your master's and you were kind of uh, making the shift from the teaching world into uh, the world of communication, what was it like when you were getting to work on some of the I suppose, exciting projects that you mentioned previously? Um, so as part of my course, I had to I had to have two different like, I had to take a placement as part of the course. And um, towards the end, I found that I really enjoyed the practical radio module. Um, so I did really well on that assignment, thankfully. And it was decided that I'd get a placement with BBC Digital Planet. Um, which is on the world service and <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest and say that I didn't re- I wasn't really a regular listener or anything like that um it wasn't you know in technology I can't say for sure that was it was a main interest of mine until I started working for BBC Digital Planet but um the placement was all done during lockdown so everything was done, done through like zoom meeting I had like regular zoom meetings with the the science unit um and um, I had to work with uh, contrib- like potential contributors for the show and do a pre-interview with them. So that meant it was like a lot of researching who they are and researching their work. For example, if they had a recent book out, um, if they had a podcast or what kind of like research papers they have and like, scouring it all and getting the right questions to, to get to really bring them out of their shell and get them to talk to me properly. And then I would... Uh, 
write that up into a br- into briefing notes that would be given to the presenter for of the show for the actual interview. Um, and and it was it was great. I really enjoyed that placement, and I learned a lot. So, um, but also I was given the opportunity to like pitch ideas to them. So I pitched three ideas to them, and they took every single one of them surprisingly, and I wasn't expecting it. Are you finished your masters now? Are you are you uh, masters finished last year? Yeah. Congratulations on that. What was it like graduating from that and where where did your head go next? Because we are going to talk a few minutes about how you're involved in about 20 different projects, which is really impressive. <laughs> and there's loads of stuff going on. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But when you, when you were finished, what was your where was your head going about like what you wanted to focus on? And what was your I suppose what was your priorities um, is probably my question that I've, I've again asked in a really long winded roundabout way. Yeah. So um, once I finished the master's so during the master's and stuff, we were told like, um, you'll make lots of connections with people and stuff and and it was strange because everything because everything went online when the pandemic came along it just didn't feel like we made those connections the same way that we would in person so like trying to approach people maybe for work and stuff suddenly felt a whole lot more daunting than it would before um because I'm not the kind of person who maybe like shies away from like in-person interactions and stuff so you know I'll have no qualms about like asking someone if you know if they've got any work experience for me or an internship or or whatever so it was weird when it all went online and stuff and the only thing I could do is maybe add them on LinkedIn and and hope for the best uh which it just isn't the same really you know you see so many things uh people that'll say online like just send them a message on LinkedIn and open a conversation like it's that easy when it comes to actually getting a job so um when I thought and I was like okay what do I really want to do now like what do I want to do and I thought um I really love this radio thing but the idea of of going along with it without a proper training in journalism felt a little bit strange because I can put a pack like a radio package together and you know I've got the capacity to be able to work with the editing um software and everything just fine but when it came to like that storytelling element um and and having the groundwork to be able to do it properly I didn't feel like I was quite there you know I had one or two modules to talk me through the process but that they were very um very like fast quick modules for a few weeks and so I thought okay well I'd quite like to study journalism but you know I I, I don't have the privilege to be able to go and shell out the money for another master's out of my own pocket so um, the only other idea that I had was right I'll see if I can talk to my parents and potentially see if I can um, I'll like I'll see if I can get some work or something to fund um, the masters and uh, sorry not the masters to fund the um, the fast track course and see if I can do that because that was like half the price of doing um, a master's degree it was like five thousand whereas a master's would be another ten grand which I just don't have so um I found a course uh, with PA Media and another one with News Associates and I had both of the interviews and um, yeah I got a place on News Associates but when I first came out of the Masters my first uh, like thought was I'm gonna need a job and if I don't find a job that's not teaching I'm gonna end up in teaching again so you know a lot of um, the people that I know have ended up in like communications or working for charities but I thought like do I really want to compromise what I do again like for a second time 
because I knew you look if I try for a communications job I've got a good chance of getting one yeah you know I've come out with this master's from a de- from a decent university a top university which puts me ahead of a lot of candidates some people would say but then it's like it felt like that that uh, choice between you know compromising what I want to do again like going back to teaching or getting into communications will be compromising what I really want to do so I thought no I'm going to push to do what I actually want to do in life now which is brilliant and love to hear that and and, and I did reference before that you you know you've been involved in so many you you are involved in so many different projects and different things and stuff going on so do you want to tell us a little bit about some of the stuff you have coming up or that you're working on um, so at the moment, I work for a local online publication um, in Teesside called The Tees. So The Tees is like a collective of a few towns um, up in this part of the northeast. And um, I work as a community and digital editor for them. So it's um, it's a platform of volunteers, mostly volunteers. And we try to get people from the community who are voices that haven't been heard, people that haven't written before. And they come to somebody like me who helps them write their first article and gives them that choice to share their story, um, which I don't think that a lot of platforms do. You know, there's, there's that opportunity maybe from a lot of voluntary platforms to get the opportunity to get published. But there's not such so much of an opportunity to get somebody who can walk you through that process of how to write an article properly, which, you know, I think that I'd like to think that I I do for people. Um, and I also um, am in the process of making a podcast for them. Like, so it's going to be based around a lot of prominent issues with the tea. So the first episode is about child food poverty because we have almost a third of children um, who are on free school meals in this area. And the next one is potentially going to be about domestic violence, um, which has, you know, unfortunately gone up during lockdown. The good part about this job as well is that I get to learn other skills that I um, didn't have originally. So one of them is editing proper video. And when I mean that, I mean that I get to do things like editing video with appropriate subtitles for people with accessibility issues, which is which is very, it's extremely important. Um, so it feels really good to be able to do something like that. And um and I love working for the platform. It's just a, it's great knowing that I get to give people that chance and properly walk, like walk them through um, how to write an article properly or how to edit a bit of audio properly. It's fulfilling. I, I have a couple of good questions and it's, it's so great because it, it's great to see you kind of you obviously get so much, so much enjoyment out of it. But it, it, it sounds like and correct me if I'm wrong here, there was a big difference between studying the subject and then the kind of real life lived experience of having to kind of implement that in a work setting. What were some of the big takeaways you took from moving from the academic setting into a work setting? You know, so studying and learning theory is one thing and working towards an assignment within this sort of bubble. So, for example, when I was writing articles for my writing for journalism module or making packages for the radio module, that was one thing. I was in this little, like, comfortable little bubble um where I can make mistakes and it's okay or um like for example if you need to get an extension you can get an extension and there's no shame but when it comes to the real world that's so much diff like it's so much more different trying to get that time um trying to get the extra time or trying you know like making a mistake and not feeling terribly bad about it so um for example 
when I did the the digital planet like radio packages I found that there was stuff for example like I was working with working with a world audience and certain words and stuff that I maybe could use with a, an audience for like for, with a British audience would not work for that world audience um and it just made me when I when that happened I just thought like when I was given that feedback I thought god it's so much more different being part of a real working world same with like with the teas it's different having to work in a team I think that's so um like underrated I think is is having that experience of working with other people um and I think it's a real skill to be able to do that as well and and I want to kind of focus on something as well that, that half touches on what you're talking about now and half touches on something that you talked about a, a, a little while ago because you are the first person we've had on the podcast who has to graduate in the middle of the pandemic. So you you know you talked about the LinkedIn, I uh, sorry the, the 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 challenges in networking. Obviously, there's going to be challenges of working remotely or not working remotely or things changing. How? much did the pandemic affect your transition into the working world it's a stupid question it's, it's a question I think everyone in, in is going to have their own kind of uh, experiences of but I think it's important to get it from a graduate's point of view not just kind of a you know the the average person who's already in the working world point of view um I th- I think like when it comes down to it I think it is truly is about who you know and not what you know um, for example, when it came to working for the teas, that only happened for me because I knew someone, you know, being out of um, the master's degree, I thought I would, you know, I would have all of these networking opportunities, be able to go to all of the science communication events or be able to go to a journalism open day and try things. And like suddenly we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm stuck in my teenage bedroom having to decide what next steps I'm going to take. And um yeah it was just it was just crazy and it was only because I knew someone who worked at the tees at the time that I was really given that opportunity and the same thing when it came to those placements that happened because of who I who I knew because at the time so many places were rejecting placements you know like that we had the university had lined up were being rejected they were saying no we can't take on um, people at the moment um and the same with a lot of sort of graduate schemes there were graduate schemes that I wanted to apply for one that I applied for was for example with the BBC and uh, I got through the first stage but you know for example if I'd have made it to the final stage that all got cancelled because you know because of the pandemic and um, I, I, I couldn't even imagine having to be going into trying to find a full-time job um, d- during this time even just finding a path you know finding some sort of work to get me by and some any type of journal paid journalism work was difficult and I'm forever grateful that I I still have this bit of work to do at the moment because for so many people it's so difficult the there's so many for example like uh Quartz and BuzzFeed in the UK have all crumbled during the pandemic um you know great media companies have all crumbled and that means that the opportunities for graduates are just going down at the moment which is a real shame which which I suppose leads us to the 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 bit where it's really come to you to form your own kind of content and your own kind of events and your opportunities some of which you're going to talk to us a little bit about and and 
it sounds to me like that's out of necessity then that you just like there there is no opportunities or would you do you think you would have been trying to make your own opportunities anyway even if you got on the graduate schemes I'd say that even at the moment I'm still trying to make my own opportunities you know like each morning like not on a Monday but some other days I'll try and pitch editors to get articles in places that aren't the tease spend an hour in the morning doing that uh contacting anyone and everyone that I can to try and get an opportunity like for example to get a, like a, a radio piece commissioned um being part of you know if there's any sort of opportunities like um eventbrite sessions and stuff and how to improve how to pitch or how to improve my audio editing skills or um taking like online courses or using youtube videos to try and improve my craft I'm always trying to do that bit to get better to better myself and to try and make more contacts with people. Um, you know, it's more difficult now, but it doesn't mean that it's not doable. And, and there is a, a chaotic nature of it as well, I suppose, trying to do it all online. Yeah, I think that the pandemic has been a really difficult one because it's in in some in like in the in one breath it's given me the onus to be more focused you know I am stuck in my teenage bedroom I am back at home I can't go and socialize as much with my friends or whatever and um, spend all of my money you know <laughs> and I'm stuck in this sort of box where I can um, for, like technically should be able to focus myself to be able to do be able to get all of these things done you know network improve my skills try and find a job or even a bit of freelance work but when it comes to it because of the pandemic it's unbelievable the effect that it for example has on your like mental health um and I'll be completely open in saying that I've got extremely bad anxiety so I want to do everything all at once and I'll try and like do stuff for the tease and if someone says to me I've got this for you to do I'll just yeah I'll do it like I'll do it just, just like please don't fight me I'll do it like I'll do all the work everyone gives me then I also want to like be part of every online event that I see I want to pitch editors and try and get a commission like a real pay commission in a big magazine or a big newspaper or um you know like I want to get into yoga or get more fit and all of these things and I think that sometimes I need to tell myself to slow down and that it's okay if I only get one or two things done in that one day. If that means that I only get to take two things off my list, at least I've done those little things and that's an achievement, especially given the opportunity, like the, um, especially given the, um, you know, the, t the, the experience that we're having at the moment with the pandemic. If I only get those two things done in one day, I've still done something. It's still an achievement, even if it's only small. Uh, absolutely and I, I wouldn't even say it's small I think it's quite a big thing because uh, one of the things people listening may or may not realize is that when you're going down you know a freelance I suppose career path or setting up your own business or you know any kind of variation of that there's there's so much kind of anxiety at the start with trying to because there's no structure then you have to give yourself your own structure and so many people who go down that freelance route will, will talk about how they feel like I can never turn off because I always have to feel like I should be doing more, I should be doing more, I should be doing more. Mm. And it's really great to hear you kind of at least taking a step back and going, well, I know I'm going through that. The pandemic makes it worse. And I'm, I'm going to take these steps to kind of give myself a bit of a break. And I don't really have a question with that. I, j I just, I, it's just something I think is, is positive. Yeah, I just think that like, at, at the moment, I think that I always feel like I have to 
I have to be doing everything. And I went from having that structure of university, having modules, and you just need to work towards this deadline with this essay, or you just need to get this package done within this amount of time, to having to create my own structure in order to build myself as a freelancer. And I always feel the pressure, especially because I see so many like young journal young journalists or pe- like people in the media profession that will tweet and be like, I've got this commission, I've got five commissions, I've got uh doing this and doing that, and I've been taken on for this opportunity, or I've got this job role, um, or I'm gonna be on shift for th- for these people. And sometimes it can be so hard to get caught up in it and compare yourself to everybody else and be like, I, you know, I need to be doing all of that. So you try to work 10 times harder and the effect of burnout is 10 times as tough. Yeah, I I totally agree. It's good to see you aware of it because that's I think the kind of first step in dealing with isn't it? You know, to be able to kind of get cut yourself some slack and kind of be kind to yourself. And it's something that I continuously say is I think people need to be kinder to themselves, especially at the moment with everything going on. I wanted to to do to, to before we come to the end of the show highlight on the and a little bit more of 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 a, of a uh, kind of I suppose the funnier side of the hecticness of it. And we know we talked about this uh, off off mic because there is a a networking kind of chaos at the moment in terms of like meeting people and for for work and blah blah blah. And you and I had this realization at the start of the interview where we had no idea how we knew each other and uh, how we how how we've been in touch. And I just wanted to bring that up to kind of balance out. The, the negative chaos that is going on at the moment that there was there was almost a fun kind of a we were in the middle of talking we realized how do we know each other how do we how do we get this interview sorted and it, it for me I thought that it was a great source of of hilarity it, you know the kind of way how, how did this start and it, again just something I wanted to highlight yeah I mean it's it's so strange because I I work with social media for like the job role that I do but I'm not the most active person on social media. I'm kind of the person that lurks in the background. If someone's having a bit of a crisis, I'll give them words of encouragement and try to be nice. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm not the most active person. I don't really tweet out my thoughts or use Twitter sort of as a diary or to like tweet out my achievements and stuff. I'm quite a private person when it comes to stuff like that. I like celebrate in the background by myself or with my loved ones. Um, but I think I tweeted out like a beginner, like I, um, one of the things I thought at the beginning of the new year was, right, I really struggle to share my knowledge with other people. I'm a bit of a gatekeeper. So <laughs> I'm really stubborn. And like when I like know that I know something, I hate sharing it with other people. Like I just hate sharing it with other people. I'm going to be so honest. I hate it. Like I'm just like, I know how to edit audio and I'm not going to share it with anybody else. If you want to learn that, then you can pay to do it. <laughs> So <laughs> it's not really a New Year's resolution, but more I just thought, right, I'm going to be a bit nicer and I'm going to just do something to be a nice person. And I saw on Twitter and somebody had said, um, I really want to start a podcast this year. I want to know how to edit a podcast, but I don't know what I'm doing. And then I just found myself like it was almost like an out of body experience. Like I wasn't thinking about it. And I just automatically typed, I'm, I'll help. I'll help and I'll do this thing. And then like, I think like that evening, um over watching a bit of telly watching some online murder documentaries don't know why again all to do with the pandemic I like knocked up this event right and decided to put on a beginners to radio and podcast event for people um and I think that's I think that's how we got in touch because I'm not the biggest social media you know person I, I reckon that was off the back of that 
I, I reckon it must be that sounds like something I would reply to and, <laughs> and have have an opinion on on which is a perfect time for you to to plug said event because that is coming up in just a few weeks time um so I've got a beginners to radio and podcast event going on in February on February the 12th which I think is a Friday at seven o'clock um and it's just to introduce you to like what is the difference between radio and podcasting because I think that um they're two different things um how you come across like coming up with a successful idea for a podcast how you go from the beginnings of like producing it writing a script um getting potential guests on and then using audacity to do basic editing so I'm not going to talk people through how like to do you know like Adobe Audition or Pro Tools or anything just basic stuff um on audacity like how you can um cut audio that's the main bit is to cut audio to get it to the right frequency for a listener's ear and then how to um get that onto platforms such as spotify google podcasts and apple podcasts and to distribute it out to your listeners and i also okay. um won't be doing any of just to make it clear because a lot of people ask this question sorry kian a lot of people ask this question they're like how can i make money from a podcast i don't make money from my own podcast so <laughs> i won't be going through it i'm, I'm you know, like I will touch upon maybe like what I've read about monetizing a podcast, but I haven't decided to monetize one myself. And if you're interested in that, there'll be a link to that in the description, if that's OK with you, Sunita. Just might That'd be well. fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Kian. That's really you're, helpful. You're very welcome. And uh, if people are on Twitter, is there anywhere they can they can follow you? Yeah, um, I'm at, at Sunita Dastadar on Twitter. Again, I'll put I'll put I'll put your handle <laughs> in the in the description if, if that if that make life easier so people can can read it and just just to to finish up with today because you 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 know gone through a lot in your own kind of experiences with with, with teaching and then kind of coming out of teaching and still loving teaching but wanting to do something else and trying to you know build this kind of media career and then the pandemic hitting and still trying to do all that and then somehow ending up in this show and none of us knowing how you got there it's, it's, <laughs> it is there's been a lot of stuff has happened in the last uh, you know couple of years to you and and you know you, you sound like you've handled it really well you sound like you've really pushed yourself and and and, and at the same time try to be kind to yourself and taking all of that in and thinking of the listeners to this show what advice would you have for anyone who is either finished or coming to the end of their courses and and kind of really thinking about what they want to do next um i'd say the biggest piece of advice that i have for a lot of people is it's not about what you know it's about who you know so make sure that you're trying to network that might be over the internet um that might be saying yes to a zoom coffee that might be going to a zoom event that you see you know um it could be um spotting somebody's e- spotting somebody's email and asking for a bit of advice and for example an editor or someone you know someone who is in the place that you want to be find out what their journey is maybe ask them how they got there if need be that's probably a second point actually is if you um know where you want to be look up that person find out how they got there that's how I decided to do the journalism course that I'm going to be studying and decided where I would go was because that I found out that the people who were where I want to be that's what they did so I decided to do that Uh, another thing is like don't be afraid to reach out to people even if you are a bit more on the introverted side um don't be afraid to take that step I know that like it's easier said and done when you're a person like me who can talk someone's ear off but I'd still say that it's it is worth it um to, to do that um what's another thing is don't be afraid to ask for ask for things um I'd say when I was younger I was a lot more afraid to like um to ask 
for things you know like for example <laughs> this is a really silly example but like if they would give out like free biscuits and stuff if I went on a trip I just wouldn't take them if they said at the end if you got any questions I wouldn't be the one to ask any questions I'd wait till somebody else would ask those questions but now I'm the person that asks those questions um always make sure that you're like if you want to know something just ask it for example um I recently had an interview for like a bursary to pay off the fees for my course and thankfully I got the bursary and at the end they said to me do you have any questions for us and I said yes I'm looking for work experience as part of my course can you help me out and now I have like three different offers to to gain work experience at like three top companies and I wouldn't have got it if I didn't ask the question. Tanina that is a beautiful way I think to end the show because that is (laughs) that's, that's really really good. If you are interested in following Sunita on uh, Twitter, the handle is in the description. Also, more importantly, the or not more importantly, just as importantly, sorry, I should say, the uh, the uh, introduction to podcasting event. That's not what you're calling it, is it? What, what did you call it again? Did you call it introduction to podcasting? Um, beginners to radio and podcasting. Beginners to radio podcasting. My absolute apologies. The link to that <laughs> is in the description as well. Thank you so much for joining us on Graduate Compass. If you want to help the show, as always, it'd be a massive help. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Yes, we're on TikTok. Um, or I know, yeah, fancy. I'm getting, I'm getting a look off Sunita there. It's a fancy one. Or you can share or just subscribe to the show. Or, or do you know what? Even just listening is a massive help. I'm trying to get the show out to as many people as possible, as many graduates as possible, as many students as possible who might benefit from it. In the meantime, I'm Keenan Sullivan. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Graduate Compass. Remember, if there is a degree subject or specific industry you would like to be featured on any future episodes, then we would love to hear from you and know what you are trying to find out. Our email is info at graduatecompass.ie.